Hey now, what's going on, Chris? What's up, Scott? How are you? Hey, who do we got with us? Well, we have Jay with us today. Hello, everyone. Nice to be heard. So, so welcome, we have Jay, welcome. John Green. All right, so so you, right off the bat, let's just figure this out. Your legal name? Yes, my legal name is actually John Green. All the, right, the third. Oh, all right. So where did Jay come from? So Jay was a nickname. Uh, my dad is also John. This is John Senior, who was my grandfather, who uh, helped in the city of Wool with the uh, folk festival, helped founding the folk festival, which is a big part of my life growing up. And so my dad was John, and he was a Jack. And so I was John the Third, and needed a nickname. And so Jay stuck. Holy segue! So <laughs> what? So in in uh, honor of every time we have somebody come on, this is the other second guest that we've had, and this is uh, episode six. It's Battlecast six. Uh, so and we never even planned this. So last time we actually even said it. I'm pretty sure we said it, Eric, that we were going to crack the bottle of Jack. So how appropriate. So that's what we're going to do. Um, Perfect segue. Yeah. So our, so uh, one of our team members, Mike, um, gave me a bottle of Granite State Batch uh, single barrel Jack Daniels 2017. So we're actually going to open that. And while I do that, uh, Chris has got a little message for you. Just like how we always start off. Uh you know, if you're ever looking for some help, we have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK, which is 1-800-273-8255, veterans press 1. Or you can text TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741741. Or, as always, you can always dial 911 if you're really in crisis and have an emergency. You can try all of those and someone will listen to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you... Like I said, 911 always works, but if you, like to say, the crisis lines always work. The talk to text works amazing, and that's only three numbers you have to remember. So it's 741741, and then I honestly don't know. I think the, if you do as a keyword, it just gets you to a council that you can relate with. Uh, so like the blue or the home or help. safe or help. So uh, that's it. So, um, yeah, so we brought Jay, and Jay's a friend of the uh, foundation. He's been here since uh, since the beginning. He used to work at Greater Low Community Foundation. Uh, he went to another endeavor, but Jay is our go-to when it comes to social media. And, and Chris is our social media guy, so I figured you two could talk, and I'll just sit here and scratch myself like a monkey. So. <laughs> Outstanding. So thank you for that intro. Uh, communication is something that I'm really passionate about, and along with uh, the great message that you guys are sharing, uh, it's my pleasure to be here and, and help out any way I can. Uh, there's a lot of ways to uh, talk about powerful things, and I think social media, I think podcasts, I think there's a lot of... Um, powerful messages that I think we need to keep talking about it, and it, this is the yeah. best way. It's really come to the fact that like social media is, is gone by the wayside. It's just it's turned completely political. Uh and it's just it's really just like like pushed people away. Divisive. To the point that oh no we are we're actually going back to like cave drawings in a sense because we've yeah. gone all to Instagram. Because Instagram is all pictures now, right? Yes. And I, I think people like that now. They're they're sick of the divisiveness around. We need to really come together, help each other out as opposed to just dividing. It's just it's yeah. becoming too too toxic for everything. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, but at least with Facebook, like when I got on Facebook, remember you had to be invited onto Facebook. Or yes. am I just you had yeah, to actually I get invited. That. Yeah, yeah. So you'd get invited. People like, dude, you on Facebook? I'm like, what's that? I still remember who invited me on Facebook. I do too. Do you remember uh, Gmail was the same thing? Yeah. You had to get yes. invited into Gmail. That's right. So that was the great thing about it when it first came out. It was all just um, it was just college at very first. You yeah, could only Harvard, get a Facebook right? through a university. Mm. Yeah. Or college or university was the only way. It was, it was a it was a way for them to connect. You know what? And the thing was, and then it got spoiled. Yeah. You know, yes. because once adults start adulting, in. yeah, once adults start <laughs> adulting, it's you know they really start to uh, water stuff down. Hey, so yeah, raise your cup. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. And know Another what tonight bucket. is? Oh my God, that's good. Know what tonight is? Ooh, it the is home opener for the Red Sox. Opening night. Oh, in it is. Seattle. 
Yeah. Not home opener. It's no, it's, uh, it's it's a ser- it's a season opener. Season opener. Yeah. In I, Seattle. I didn't mean home opener. No. And, home opener uh, is April fifteenth. I think you might have been c- c- getting like confused with Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it should be a great season. We'll see what happens. This, I don't know how long this team is going to be together. There's a lot of uh, salary cap ramifications mm-hmm. and um, things going forward, so we need to enjoy the moment. In, yeah, all, in all things in life, yeah. enjoy your moment. But with this baseball season, enjoy this moment. They're they're put together really well. And yeah, when la- it's the same exact team as last year, right? Did Basically, anybody leave? Yeah, uh, I think they kept everyone. They signed a couple other like pitchers, or smaller guys, but they've kept yeah. the whole. The yeah, whole they just roster. kept sales, right? Yeah. Sales just they, signed they just on, right? Sales. Yeah, that's have, awesome. We don't have Kimbrel anymore. Kimbrel's probably the biggest subtraction from the team. Mm-hmm. They have a bullpen by committee. Mm-hmm. Kind of see what happens. Maybe Barnes will do something. He's a little mm-hmm. unproven, but he was hurt last year, so let's see what he can do. Yeah, yeah let's see. You know what would be nice if you won a baseball bat that had like a bunch of guys who signed it. That's a great you mean idea. four guys who signed Yeah, like it? I think like Devers and uh, who else was it? No, maybe. Bogart. Yeah, Bogart and Bats and Bats and, 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 and Yeah. So, you know. Hey, don't we have a bat that we're raffling off for that? Wow. Actually, you know we do. Wow, look at that. And when we're pulling it, we're pulling it April opening 15th. day. April home, I'm sorry, home opener. Home opener. Yeah, April 15th. So, tax money. Tax, Spend it before day. you get it. Oh. And, you know, I mean, the bat is roughly valued at just a little over two grand uh, yep. for the. Wow. It's, is authenticated by Fantastics, which is the one of the number one uh, authentication companies in yeah. the United States. And that's incredible. And the, the the cool thing about that is at least three of those guys played for the Lowell Spinners. Exactly. Oh, that's right. They so did. Th- so there's your Lowell yeah, connection. Hometown boys, yeah. connection, yeah. which is great. Yeah, that's amazing. No, but you think of it this way, and l- let me ask you. All right, so do you think um, do you think the value will go up if the if they break up the team, or do you think it would be better if? I think if that they stay together. What do you uh, think would be the value? I think it all depends on. Uh, it's sort of like a baseball card. Yeah. How well do they do in the future? If yeah. those guys become Hall of Famers, those are four Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a. Uh, that's, and and that's we uh, yeah and we've actually of. and I just wanted to let you know that we actually do have Craigie here with us tonight, so uh, he will be in the background. I was just actually playing. My wife was like, "I don't want him down there. You'll hear him in the background." But it's come to the point that we've heard. I've heard other podcasts with his kids running around in the background, and you know what? Hey, listen, if, if you're annoyed that my son's running around in the background, you're not here. So thank you, Lucky Stars. <laughs> and then I'm sorry. So I'll just apologize. But he's a character, and he's going to probably yell monsters not real or something in the microphone. So we uh, He'll probably just, be on an episode at some point down yeah, the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, talking about, um, you know, I don't know, preschool bullying or something. <laughs> so And, you know, just another thing uh, for all the listeners out there. This is a very family-knit, tight-knit organization uh we do a lot of things based around your family um like our family days the movie nights uh that we go to and everything else so you know we try to incorporate your family into everything that we do yeah uh, so they I mean, understand. yeah so i mean we we are we're we're 100 volunteer uh we do this on our own free time which it would explain why yeah, I, you know we have him running around which we've actually now classically dubbed our studio it used to be the bottle uh, the battle cast studio but now it looks like when we look at it, it looks like Foreman's basement. It looks great. Yeah, so that's the ambiance. It sets the mood for me. I feel great yeah. first time coming in. Yeah, this it's super comfortable. I'm hyped up. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I, I like it because it's super comfortable, and I don't feel like I have to take my shoes off when I walk in. It's just, just yeah, exactly. It's just it's comfortable. I find it comfortable. Jacuzzi right down next to us. You know, the pool's oh, yeah. outdoors. Exactly. We're we're ready for summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hammock over there by the the water <laughs> filtration system. You like that? I like that. So, it's a good look. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk uh, let's talk about some shop stuff before we get into some fun things. So um so I found um this wonderful article on on the Facebook 
Um, and it's uh, a cop reflects on suicide. So this is written by a sheriff. And down south, sheriffs are up, they're police officers. They're not up here. A lot of sheriffs up here are more assigned to the corrections departments. And what happens is down there, they are police departments, but they're actually regional in a sense. So this, um, one second. What, bud? That's fine. All right. So, so um, so what this does is it, this guy goes into, and this is actually from last July of 2018. So things have changed. Hopefully, they've been changed. But this is where we were to where we are now. Uh, so what he does is he talks about how he believes, and I've actually said this before, that when a police officer takes his life with suicide, that they actually it should be a line of duty death because it is it is related to death. Um, the job has taken his life. Uh, definitely, we all take. Uh, ex- we all take the psychological exam before we can get uh, into the police departments. We take them before they put us on the job. And obviously, we're not that way when we get hired. So as it goes along, um, I think that this would be 100% uh, related. I don't think I'm trying to glorify suicide. I'm definitely not doing that. I'm just saying that until departments start to address it and take um, a complete active stand on it, I think that, that it should be actually related in you know, to the point that it is 100% uh, associated with it. I do agree because, uh, you know, it could be post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, PTSD, or you could also refer to it as PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually learned at a uh, conference I was at yesterday um, for work. And they talked a lot about PTSD, PTSI, suicide in uh, first responders, specifically the communication side, so 911 dispatchers. Um, and you know how to cope with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, this also this states that um, this individual he says that his sheriff, so his his police chief, his sheriff, is a hundred percent against starting a peer support unit. Um, he doesn't believe they should provide uh, funding for specialized psychological services, but he says that they should, and uh, we agree. Massachusetts Times taking a stand on it. Uh, Manchester, New Hampshire is. Huge. They're up. They're groundbreaking, as far as that goes, um, with veterans. And what's happening up here in the Northeast is huge because we're we're addressing it. We're taking care of it. So that's exactly what we want to do. Uh, I think that's really important. I, I think that, um, especially with Facebook, there's a lot of things that sometimes you you don't know the validity of, you don't understand, and I think. Um, you know, being able to find something that's important that you really trust, something that, you know, that article that you're talking about or that post that you're referencing um, is really important to spreading the awareness. The more people you're able to reach, the more people that you have a chance to to save and look out for. Yeah, I mean, and and depending on how suicide affects you as far as law enforcement or even as a first responder, as fire, EMS or nursing or, you know, as a dispatcher, I think until it really affects you, you you have a totally different outlook on it. I mean, I did. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I did. Um, But this even says here, it says he struggles with the way and how he should honor uh, the life of an officer who has committed suicide. And then so what happens is by doing this, he says, you know, he's a little torn. He's not sure if he should honor him or he should be ashamed by him. But. Like I said, if you, you can't hide the fact that it's going to happen. If you if you tuck it under your pillow and you hope that it's not there in the morning, well, you know what? It's going to be there because it's going to keep coming back and coming back, and it's getting bigger. Obviously, that the numbers are going up, um, and it, it is on the rise, which is sad. So, I mean, that's why I think that, like I said it before, every department should have a peer support group. They should have a peer support officer, and they should have a, a system in place. 
you know, other than a, a regional. I think a regional is great, but I think it's a first start, and I think that every department should have it, like Burlington, Chelsea. Uh, who else has one that we know of? Uh, Bell- I think it was Bellingham that Bellingham. I heard had one as well. Yeah, because it, it just can't be those two. So. So my so my question would be real fast would be, what I mean thanks to the great people for this foundation and all those other things that are going on all across this state and country. When did the, you know, awareness start to become what it is now? It wasn't here ten years ago. It wasn't there fifteen years ago. To the extent that it is now, what is the the driving force that is making this aware where people know about this? In ten and fifteen years, they were scared ago. They were scared to talk about it. I will, I will say that probably twenty two kills is probably the huge one for the veterans. Uh, they were huge, and, and they're huge now. Um, so they, they really kind of like the um, – they were the groundbreakers for the veterans. But as far as um, law enforcement, and it's probably – I'm not I'm not even saying like, oh, it's us. I, I would say prior to us, uh, on-site academy, maybe. They were all fire. Um, but other than that, uh, McLean's Hospital. But no real organizations that are out there. I still yeah. – not McLean's many. in Winchester, right? Is that uh, the one? Um, Woburn. Woburn, yeah. They, they do a lot of great work. They do a lot of great work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, no, sorry, it's Waltham. So, it's Waltham? Yeah, so, I mean, we're at the point now that it's like now, uh, maybe it's just like, you know what, it, it, think of it this way, and this is how I kind of relate to it. You buy a Honda Civic, right? You never see them on the road. And then what happens is as soon as you get them on the road and you got yours, you see them everywhere. So I think maybe that, but I think in the, like, last 18 months or two years, I think it's really sprung up with now there's more awareness. Before okay. it was kind of like... And, and and I think kind of my point was trying to get at was it's a lot of social media. And sometimes we say social media is a negative, but there's also a flip side to it. It's a gift and the curse. And the thing is it spreads awareness and it shows pictures and there's real-life scenarios that you see. It's one thing to hear about it in words. It's another thing to see a picture. And I think oh, the absolutely. picture always will resonate. You put most. a face to it. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, um, just to segue off of that, how police and first responders can support one another's mental health. Um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention put out an article uh, beginning of last week, and it's they give a whole bunch of different key factors. One is normalizing that it's okay to not be okay. Uh, so know that somebody will always back you. Somebody's always going to be there to help you out. Um, but the other thing is know the risk factors and warning signs that comes with it. Yeah, I mean, even some some easy warning signs and risk factors. I mean, it, all right, so as law enforcement, we, you know, you, you are with the same guy four days a week, you're off too, right? So these are the guys that you look for. Look for the guy that was like wicked neat, now he's kind of let himself go. Uh, you look for the guy who's banging out all the time, late for work, his productivity has dropped, you know, a lot. Um, they're giving stuff away. They're selling stuff. Abusing alcohol. Yeah, alcohol abuse, substance abuse. Um, and we've heard stories of guys starting to use, you know, drugs because of it. Um, Just coping mechanisms. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so you're looking for that stuff. You're looking for the, you know, the guy who's losing interest in stuff. I mean, if you're a husband or a wife, the wife, you look for that guy who's just lost interest in everything. He's couch bound all the time. You know, it shows no interest in anything. Uh, he's either, motivation is down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's easy, easy the uh, hypersexual activity. With it's like on the spectrum. He's the off the charts, or he has no drive whatsoever. So those are those are contributing factors. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot of it. Just like just sheerly letting yourself go and, and reclusing in a sense. And you know, suicides is complicated, and uh, research shows that it's never one factor that causes someone to take their own life. Rather, it is uh, frequently a combination of like all those things that uh, Scott and Jay were talking about. 
Uh, but the other thing is have a plan for your mental and physical health. So think of uh, being four pillars to the plan. Getting enough sleep, eating a proper diet, exercising, so physical and mental health are uh, closely connected, and then uh, spending time with you know family and friends, doing things that you love to do, whether it's go fishing, go out to a sporting game. Um, yeah, just getting out of the house. And I mean, that's some of the programs that we do. We try to do that. I mean, it's like, hey, listen, this is the Hidden Battles podcast. We are going to plug ourselves. We're going to tell you how our well, programs Well deserved. Are, yeah, I mean, thanks. I mean, it's, we're going to tell you how our, our programs benefit. I mean, when we designed these programs, we weren't thinking anything clinical. But dealing and talking with making friends with clinicians now, they actually explain why our stuff works, which is far beyond us. I mean, we're just, you know, we're the, we're the monkeys that move uh, that move stuff. And then there's guys who actually, you know, design it. And, and by some chance, we actually figured out how to design it by not being designers. So, but I mean, some stuff like we do, the family stuff, um, especially, you know, we do the, the cooking therapy classes for couples. And we've had guys bring their kids, you know, and and by that, without disclaimer, 18-year-old, you know, and over. Um, we do the movie night at Chunky's, you know, for yeah. kids. We do the veterans appreciation with the spinners. Um, the huge cornhole tournament, it's, you know, it's a family day. You have a touch of truck for the kids. You have bouncy houses. I have musicians. We have face painting. We have tons of lawn games. So, I mean, yeah, free food, free drinks. It's I'm, a free so, event. The only yeah. thing you pay for is if you want to pl- like play cornhole. And if you Which you buy- should because it's real fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know what? In the cornhole, I mean, that's how we make our money. It's You know what? Something's got to pay for this rodeo, so... I mean, and that, that's it. But other than that, other than, our, I mean, amazing sponsors, which if you could actually see us, maybe we'll go live feed. That would be nice. Live maybe feed? if we get a certain amount of likes and a certain amount of listens, we can do something yeah, we'll like do that some for the listeners, yeah. you know? So, um, Give so, them a treat. You know what? I'm going to live feed anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, Chris, you live feed. You, you, I don't know. Whatever. So, but no, like uh, like some of our awesome sponsors, like uh, Jean Dark Credit Union was there from the beginning. Um like jumped right on the right on, on board with us. I mean, we weren't even up and running, and they actually sent us check. You know, on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, great. So they actually believe in it. Um, so we have Barefoot Web Design. This is Dave Susie. Dave Susie hooks of New Hampshire. Dave Susie. Yes. So Dave, a, a friend of ours, close friend of ours, who one thousand percent believes in what we do, um, and he designed our website. He maintains it. He does everything. I mean, that's huge. Um, we have uh, the Labor's Union with the four twenty nine out of Lowell. Uh, who else? We have Mark Shannon, A Plumbing here. So we have a lot of great local businesses that, that that support us and give us money because they believe in our mission. They see that we're not just a bunch of clowns that are, you know, taking a bunch of money and putting our logo on a T-shirt and, you know, saying, "Hey, look, we're helping everybody." You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We we do put our logos on T-shirts, but that's how we make money. And you should. And and for me, yeah. someone that has worked in the community has grew grew up in this community. Uh, to see the impact and the ROI that you guys are out out there doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I couldn't be any more proud to be working with you guys here uh, I appreciate to, help, it. Thanks, to help expand that message because it's really important and the message that you guys are delivering is really impactful. Yeah, thanks. No, it's it, it's great too. So, like the background, I we met Jay through the Greater Low Community Foundation when he was uh, we, you were dealing dealing with all their social media, right? Yeah, so I was helping yeah. running their social media, doing all the analytics and you know a lot of development stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so we developed a friendship, you know, via work relations. Yeah. You know, because crazy finds crazy. So that's uh, right. Can we tilt that a little, Chris. You can't even see uh, the beautiful studio we got going on here. So yeah, this is uh, this is custom. Uh, that's not actually pink insulation. That's actually chinchilla. So we actually had uh, pink chinchilla walls put in. It's you know, it's the newest thing. It, everybody's yeah. got to do it. Everybody has it. Yeah, Everybody so. has it. 
So yeah, so we, I mean, like I said, we're, we're live. We're doing some live feed. And you know what? I'm sitting there talking like people are actually listening right now as we're recording this. They could be. They could be watching the Red Sox on the radio. They could have this yeah. on their computer. You know, yeah, the, the only TV. thing. Yeah, but this won't go live until we post it later. So that's fine. But, uh, you know, the game will probably still be yeah. on five hour so, games. Yeah. So so what do we? You know. So what do you do if you start to feel like, uh, or you feel, or um. You feel that it's it's you, or you feel it's your loved one, a spouse, a coworker, whatever. So, what can you honestly do? Um, you can go to your administration. Um, you can go to your peer support. You can call the talk lines. You can call. You can send us an, an email, podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com, or you can send it right to the Gmail address for Hidden Battles Foundation. You can go to our website. There's a contact us button. You can send it to Chris. Chris hiddenbattlesfoundation.com at, gmail, uh, at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, so I mean, so, and we'll give you some hints. But I mean, other than that, you get your primary care, you have mental health professionals, you got walk-in clinics, emergency departments, urgent care centers, fire, uh, fire station, police station, walk in. If you want to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. And we find that that's usually what helps people, is just talking. Just to talk. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell us more about you, Mr. <laughs> Social Media Savvy so, Guy, so who we're going to steal all your ideas from. I'm some, I would, I mean, you can steal every idea. You can poach all my ideas. This is for a great cause. Hey, Tara. What I love. Oh. Hey, guys. Uh, so, so I'm someone that loves social media and loves marketing, loves being able to connect with people, uh, loves being able to bring people into my world and let them know what's going on with me and things that are important to me, whether it's me representing family, personal, organizations, volunteer, whatever that is. I'm the man for the job, and the the two people that are sitting with me are exactly like me and even better on a grander scale, and I hope to learn from them, but I hope to talk about messaging here that's really important for everyone, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to join you guys. So, now, J- Jay, just a uh, quick question for you. So, you're a social media guru. Um, out of posts, would you prefer seeing a video, a picture, or all text for the same message. Okay, so great question. So a lot of the seminars that I was fortunate enough to attend and webinars, our attention span is dwindling. As a society, our attention span is dwindling. So it used to be a minute videos we would watch. Now that's cut down to 25 seconds max, 40 seconds max. And so now it's almost gone to pictures. So the best way to get a message across, I would say would be a picture with about 15 to 25 words. Okay. So the picture paints the story. The sentence or two sentence or three sentences will kind of give people the idea. And then you have your message or your website or your hotline or whatever you need be um, to have people reach out and, and do it on their own. Because we're 45 seconds, they'll stop after 30, and you won't even get to the end of your message and get to the end of the point. No, no matter how many times I move that, Chris, I can't get you in it. And it's it's looked like it's focused on me, and I don't want to really focus. I wanted to focus about, on it. It's all about you, isn't it? it? No, absolutely not. Actually, it isn't. <laughs> somebody did this great. Um, somebody wrote a great comment saying, "Oh, great, Scott. I'm so proud of what you're doing." And I listen. I will not try. To, I'm not that guy. I'm not the show, but I'm not like, "Hey, this is all me." I'm not. I, I actually wrote right back. The only thing I'm responsible for is just getting all the great people together to, for this organization. Other than that. No, I come up with ideas, and everybody else figures out how to implement them without telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I'm gonna—I'm not lying. They tell me I'm an idiot, though. So, critique is a good thing, right? Yeah, you know, hey, you only get better, right? That's right. So, no, um. So that's a little bit about what I've done, um, you know, in this in the small sample size of just the foundation and, and the great things they're mm-hmm. able to do as well. Um, and but I think that the way that you disseminate the information is so key in reaching the certain people that you want to get and i think the the pictures and a couple sentences is it and in other ways it's just you're just not going to grab the people that you're looking for especially with the younger audience so 
Chris and I, we've been, um, we've been interviewing interns, right? So we were talking about that. And we're saying how social media can help you, and it'll actually destroy you. Um, yes. So, so we have uh, right now we have um, Kristen Leary, a retired police officer. So she can actually probably chime in and, and say whether or not we're right on this. So, interviewing for jobs now, at least in law enforcement, I went down to MIT and I interviewed there, and the first thing they had me do was sign into every social media I had, yes. and they poked through everything. And even if you go, oh, I don't have that, I'm going to tell you, they know you have it. Um, there is software out there that lets you know they have it. So, and, and literally, so we had a couple interns, and um, some of the stuff that was on the interns' Facebook, I it, it literally, I, I I told them, I said, listen, as a man, I can appreciate that. However, you should make a private folder and put that in there because nobody should be able to see that unless you're inviting them to see it. If it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, if they're overseas, they're here. What, hey, whatever. Hey, who am I to judge, right? So. But and we and we've said that before, and we're like, watch your posts. Um, be careful what you post, especially if you're trying to get into law enforcement, if you're trying to get into a political position, or if you're trying to get into a state job, county job, municipal job, whatever. Even now, corporate, yes. corporate's looking at that, right? Hundred percent. And so. I think that's one of the things that they ask you before you. At the end of the day, you're representing a brand. You're re if you're working for that organization, nonprofit, for profit, volunteer, church, whatever you're doing, you're representing that brand in any sort of negative. And any sort of negative thing just really looks bad on the brand. And you see it a lot in sports now where there are younger kids who are maybe in high school um, posting some things that they maybe shouldn't. Now, maybe right. they're rap lyrics, maybe they're heavy metal lyrics, and maybe they're insensitive. But that, it follows you forever. And it follows Once you forever. it's out there, it's, it's there true. forever. And so and now even... the new thing is, sorry yeah. to interrupt, is the new thing is someone that you know has done something like that from 2012, and now they're going to the NBA draft or they're going to the NFL draft. The first thing trolls or people that don't want to see you succeed do is go back and look yeah. at what you said. And you know what's funny is, and I hate politics, and we we said this before, but that's what what sold me on the last election was the fact that there was so much BS on what they were trying to spin. But all you could do is go back and just Google it, and you would see what their position was two years ago and three years ago before the popular vote was. And so, and that's gonna burn you. I listen. I would love to constantly crap on how veterans and police and everything else are being treated but that's my personal opinion and i bite my tongue a lot because one somebody's gonna flip out and piss me off i'm gonna say the wrong thing and it's out there um i've been trolled before on my how uh, veterans are treated i've been you know um but the thing is this it, i just find it there's a better avenue for it there's a better venue there's a better media outlet for it than voicing your opinion and making yourself as correct you are and it's, it's fact finding is you know as diligent you are is, is making and doing the right and you know, saying the right thing you could be 100% right but you look like an idiot because you said it wrong and trust me I am professional looking like an idiot I do it all the time so I, I mean that's like the uh, I mean would you agree that's a word to wise just be careful what you post especially if you're yes. trying to get into this this field or and I, and I think two things is one you're not really going to change someone's mind via Facebook so growing up for me it was you know Politics and religion, keep it to yourself. And it's not. And I, I, I think that everyone should be able to express their beliefs and their rights and their feelings. I just wish, even if they think it's the dumbest thing, be mindful. Of maybe that person is having this stance for one issue or one reason, and it's not because they're a bad person or they hate this or they hate that. Something in that political system on either side they believe faithfully in and well, that's well and also you know, i mean think of it this way and this is how i relate and this is how i started to think about things like my my view on suicide is totally different than what other people's views on suicide and someone who doesn't know me 
may start shitting on my view, not knowing my background and why I feel the way I do. Exactly. So that could be, like you said, that could be the same thing political. And you know what? And nevertheless, it could be not even political. It could just be some social issue that's out yes. there, and it's going to burn you. And especially, so when I went uh, to MIT and I had my all my social media gone through, uh, it was a uh, a black female detective, and when I went there, it was right after Darren Wilson had shot um, Mike Brown. So I was, oh, as a police officer, you have no, honestly, if, if you're in law enforcement, you know what I was thinking. But I never, ever went, and I never said what I was feeling, you know, what I was thinking. Because of the sheer fact that I would have pissed somebody off. And, yep. and the only thing— No matter about, what? Yeah. But the great thing was the detective looked at me. She goes, well, you were spot on with that message because I had sent a private message to one of my friends. Yep. So, yeah, even private messages, everything's fair game when it comes to social media, especially when it comes to employment. Listen, if you want to go to Subway and that's what you want to work, and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you want to get something that's going to be— you know, a career. Career growth. Yeah. And even, I'm going to tell you, probably Subway is going to be the same way. Absolutely. They're all, they all have Twitter. They all have, yeah. you know, big media um, presence. At some point, if you say something that's just not appropriate, it's going to come back and haunt you. And, I, and if I was a, a parent, that's the first thing I would say to my kids at age eight. Know what the best what thing is? Post, the best thing know? is, is when somebody, when somebody like straight up craps on like Subway and then they come back. Who is it? Is it Burger King that has like the, Whoever runs Burger King's oh, Twitter. And Wendy's, uh, Wendy's, yeah, Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's would do it to um, like oh. crap on McDonald's. Or they, they, you yeah. know, like it, it was really like sarcastic and like yeah. really like kind of kind of pretty ingenious to yeah. be honest. It's yeah, I mean savvy. It, you know what? And, but what does that do? That just drums up. I mean, you hear about it. We're talking about it. Yes. And then people look, and then it just drums up their views, and yes. you know, it's free advertisement. Yeah, you know, that's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. People are like, oh, Snapchat gets deleted. Well, if you throw it on your story, if you send it to five hundred people. Um, what people don't know is Snapchat has a back door that they hold on to all that stuff. Yeah. I can Lock. name five apps right now off the top of my head that you can screenshot Snapchat. Or, or just with certain phones. You Without can, yeah. people knowing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I this, can yeah. just record on my phone right now. Whatever's on my yeah. phone right now, I can record that. It doesn't matter. Exactly. If they do it. I well, can do it well, myself. I just, I just saw a thing the other night. If you hold the power button down, you put it into airplane mode, then you hit the home button on an iPhone. I don't have an iPhone, but if you do these steps in sequence... You can actually you can actually screenshot everything that's on Snapchat and it won't even get recognized. Yeah. Doesn't even open it. Yeah, that's nuts. You need to assume you're always being watched. And no, anything thing is, that, no, that can come back. I'm going to tell you, and I tell my daughter this all the time. And you know, but I'm a hypocrite because I send some things that I probably shouldn't send. Like I, I like because we're guys, we send things. You know, uh, like <laughs> I listen. We find stuff on the internet that's like this is amazing. I'm sending it. You know, right. but I tell her all the time, don't send anything that you wouldn't want me taking the picture of. Yes. You know, especially so she's a minor. And then, Good golden rule. Yeah, and then when I find out if that picture ever gets out, I have to go and start killing people who've seen it. So, so Grounded yeah. death. <laughs> As we said, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you have LinkedIn. Obviously, you don't. You want to be careful what you post on LinkedIn. It's a business social uh, media network. You have Twitter. Um, you have the new big one now, TikTok. So, I mean. Uh, TikTok's not just that teenage, I'm going to make music dance videos? No, there's, there's some stuff on there that is very questionable. I don't even know if I, you know what, I already got my hands full with what I have. I don't think I want that. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of apps I just never get into. What was that other one? Um, Vine? Yeah, I never got into Vine. Yeah, that, that went away. That was Those are the six-second clips that would yeah. kind of loop back. Yeah. Someone bought them and bought them out, and they, they, it just went away. Somebody did everybody a favor. Yeah. Somebody was like, you know what, I'm buying that because I'm so sick of you know, just a Somebody needs to do that with Fortnite. Just a heads up to everybody out there. People are like, oh, this won't be on a job application. 
Yeah, it may not be on a Subway, a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, a market basket, stop and shop application. As soon as you start applying, if you want to be a police officer, if you want to be a firefighter, I will almost guarantee you that a question is on there about what do you have for social media. Let me put it, give everybody a quick heads up. If you do not list something, I would highly recommend you put everything down because if you don't put something down and they find out you have it, guess what? You're going to be called out on it. Like I said, when I went to MIT and I was interviewing there, um, I had asked, I said, what had hap- What would happen if I actually refused? Because that was the first thing they did. They brought me into an office, they sat me down, and it was an interrogation room, which was fantastic. Although, it was strange because usually I'm on the other side of the desk, yep. you know? Yep. So I sat down and I, and I sat out there, and, and the detective, she was a really, she was a really nice woman, very I would, respectful. I could guess on what she said. She and I said to her, I said, um, I said, you know, because obviously I did it. I wanted the job. I said, um, I said, what would have happened if I had just said no? What do you think she said? Next. Yeah, she would have walked me right out. She would have said thank you and walked me right out. I could have been uh, literally. I could have been the head of like the Secret Service, and I just wanted to work at a college now. And they would have said no, no, thank you. And yeah. that's what they said. We and, just walk right out and, and say you know, they, thank you for coming. They ask you for stuff like that because first it tells you everything about your character, um, and how you are. You know, um. Pictures that you post from co- your drinking days in college or uh, doing keg stands or whatever else. Um, they're still going on at 38, you know, and then maybe this isn't know, the present for the job. This, That's yeah. like real Frank the Tank in yes, life exactly. stuff, right? You know, you have the people who go out to the clubs. And I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have a beverage here or there. I shouldn't say that you shouldn't be going out having fun, but be very careful what you post um, because – if they ask you for the stuff, then they're going to be like, well, what are you hiding if you don't want to give it to us? I will tell you one thing, uh, and, and I went to a bunch of, like, you know, interrogation schools and, you know, interviewing and witnesses and stuff like that. And there was, uh, I worked with, um, he's retired now, uh, deputy, and when he was a lieutenant, I actually sat in in a case and we were actually interviewing a kid. And he started asking him questions. I'm looking at him like, what's he asking these questions for? And he had told me, he goes, I will never ask you a question I don't know the answer to. So if you go for a job interview with the police department and they're asking you a question, they are baiting you into something because of the fact, and it's, it is, it's an integrity check. They know the answer. It could be the most minuscule, stupid thing, but they want to see if they're going to catch you lying. Absolutely. So, I mean, listen, I had a friend that went to the FBI Academy, right? When he went in, they interviewed him. They asked him, ever done elusive drugs? And he's like, yeah, I went to college in Boston, right? So they said, what have you done? He starts naming everything off. He does the polygraph. He says the same thing on the polygraph. Yep, I, I, I tried LSD, I tried marijuana, I tried um, you know prescription pills. Gets in the FBI Academy, because he didn't lie. He was straightforward. Passed his drug test, everything. While in the FBI Academy, the next class, or there was somebody training on, um, on the lie detector test, they chose him again, and they asked him the same question again, and he forgot which drugs he said he did and which drugs he said he didn't do. And he failed, and he kicked them out. Was that just inconsistency, right? Inconsistency. That's what they said. So, I mean, if, listen, it, you know, be honest. Say, honestly, I don't remember. I did some, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. But they're going to know. They're going to ask you about your driving record, right? They ask you about, and every, every, I'm telling you, they don't ask you a question they don't know. And, you know, just the, the other thing, if you ever get set, uh, or asked, hey, have you ever been arrested? And you say no because you have a sealed case, guess what? It still counts. Yeah. Absolutely. I see. I was smart. I was charged as um as a juvenile, and uh, <laughs> hey, listen, you don't hire a saint to do a sinner's job, right? 
So I was hired, and, and what happened was they asked me, had you ever been charged? Now, this is what they say. Have you ever been charged with a misdemeanor or a criminal offense or a civil offense, right? So, and I had a horrible driving record, so I'm like, ah, so I write it all down. Then they said, have you ever been charged with a crime? And I said, yes. So what I did was I was smart. I actually went to the courthouse. I pulled the whole court folder for them, made copies of everything. And when they asked me, I said, yeah, and I gave it to them. And I remember my, my interviewing lieutenant. He said, wow, you just made my job easier. Thanks a lot. So you know what I mean? Just so I had nothing. I had honest. nothing to lie about. It, it, listen, you you're young. You make stupid mistakes. We they hear, get it. Yeah, and and you know what? We're all there. We all listen. The stupid, most stupid thing you ever did, I've done stupider. Except I was smart, and I never recorded it. And it's funny as you get older, you always think you're going to outsmart your parents, and you know you sneak out in the middle of the night when you're in high school, and we wrote what are that you doing? book. Yeah, they knew. They <laughs> yeah, knew. yeah. Your parents wrote that. And book. if they're listening to us right now, sorry guys, they knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I snuck out. Yeah, I got caught. You oh, know, no, nothing's private. Your friends all have friends. Um, content has a longer shelf life now than it ever has Lives before. Forever. And oh yeah, because you put it out there. There's no secret. There's no secrets. A good friend of our, of the organization, um, Herbie Cody, right, retired lieutenant from Westwood PD, who now is one of the curators for the State Police Museum. Yeah. Herbie's in a book, and it, this wonderful segue into this. He's in a book called Three Men Can Keep a Secret If Two Men Are Dead. There is no such thing as a secret. None at all. There isn't. A, you know what I mean? If Jay told me a secret right now and he's like, don't tell Chris, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to probably be hanging out with Chris some night and it's going to slip. I'll be like, hey, so what about that thing I just heard about? That? And he's going to be like, what? I'm like, oh, sugar. You know what I mean? It, I'm telling you, it's the truth. Nobody ever, 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 and especially with pictures, there's never a one-on-one picture. You send your nope. boyfriend a picture. Or a girlfriend, a picture. That pitch is being seen by 20, 30 people. Great. Yeah, yeah it, there's nothing one on one anymore. No. no. Wait, not Pri- all privacy is lost. No, yeah. intimacy. I think that intimacy was the question, too. right? Yeah. Intimacy. You know, but. not all jokes are funny. No. Yeah, what you think is funny could be completely not funny to somebody else. Uh, everybody's posts are searchable uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. They all have enhanced search features. You can literally type in somebody's phone number. You can type in keywords. You can put a picture on yeah. a website that you have, and that can pull it up. And you, yeah. you, they would, they would just match. And that's yeah. there's a lot of technology out there that just would blow a lot of people's minds. It's amazing what Crazy what stuff. these companies will sell you. So what, what Chris is talking about, if I was to go to Facebook and I would it, literally, and I would say, listen, I own a business and I do background security checks for this person. Oh, they're gonna sell me it. Because that's what they're in the business of making money. And they just went to court for this, right? But they still offer to it. Law enforcement has, they have backdoors to all this stuff. They Absolutely. have to, right? So you're trying to tell me that the people that solve crimes, you're going to dupe by saying, no, nah, I don't have any pictures on Facebook that you're going to find offensive or, you know, look at me in an unfavorable way. And, you know, everybody can make your Instagram private and you have to get requested, but you know, it's just like Facebook. I can lock down my Facebook like nobody can search me, nothing. Well, guess what? I have friends who have other friends who have other friends who are mutual friends of somebody who's trying to find me. Guess what? You can see it. The wonderful thing about it, too, is we're, we're in a society of likes, friends. So you're going to get some kid who's 19, 20 years old, and he's in college, and he's out doing keg stands and stuff like this. But yet he's going to Suffolk University to get a CJ license, which is like hundred grand, right? To get this, and yet he thinks, "Oh, nobody." You're trying to tell me that there ain't a detective in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that has this ghost account of some good-looking girl that he's found on? You know what I mean? And you're not going to say yes because you have two mutual friends, and she's got five hundred friends, and you're like, "Oh, this five hundred friend girl wants to fall." Jay's nodding his head because he knows exactly <laughs> what I'm happens. saying is yeah. right. And- 
You know, just um, for sports related, there was a basketball player in, was it Westfield, that is a criminal justice major that literally pushed the kid across the court or headbutted him when he went up to uh, do oh, a dunk. Yes. Remember that? Yes, actually the kid whose last name I believe was... Uh, Taglianetto or yeah, was Tag. it? It was, he was actually from Tuxbury. The kid, yeah. From so, it, but it kid, was the other kid who pushed him was from Fitchburg. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it Fitchburg State? Yeah, Fitchburg State or, game. Fitchburg State versus was it Westfield or something? Something like that. It was, That's it a cop was, mill. Westfield yeah. State's a cop yeah. mill. Yeah, and you well, could tell that the, he was just frustrated with the he, he was beating him, you know, in the game, and he just yeah. got frustrated. And it was because the the now here's a little backstory for you. So the kid that ended up getting hurt um, did a. It wasn't an intentional foul when he went for a shot, but he was making all his shots and everything else. This other kid, uh, I believe from Fitchburg, ended up from Fitchburg State, ended up coming and intentionally charging this kid and injuring him during the game. Now, what came out is this kid is a criminal justice major. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> well, so now Fitchburg State, I don't know what they ended up doing with them. I. He was going to get kicked out of I, school. I, he either got suspended, he got kicked out, something happened. But now that entire video is posted all across the internet. There's memes of this kid. There's Facebook, Twitter. It made national news. He's, yeah, he's, he's so insta-famous. This kid... Kiwan Platt is his name. Kiwan Platt. So this kid wants to be a police officer. How do you spell that? Uh, Common spelling. K e w a n p l a double t. Chris just hit us with the classic, classic midnight shift. Great name, I love it. Yeah, actually. midnight shift. <laughs> Common spelling when when a guy stops a car and says this guy's name just to mess with your dispatchers. And actually, a real a real funny story about that. It's not funny, but the uh, the person who was pushed, the other kid, uh, his grandfather was actually friends with my mother who worked at the state house. And Freddie Tag was his was his grandfather, who was a big singer and big. Oh, see, that's why I said big, that name. Big guy. Sounds, I was yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah. Why Freddie did I know Ta that name? Freddie yeah. Tag is a legend, yeah. and um, I'm going to uh, look for Freddie Tag music. Yeah, you should. He was a uh, actually sang. A f My mother actually brought him over to her 40th birthday party a, a while back, and he Woo sang at the party. It was great. So that was actually his grandson. Um, okay. Who had so, happened? So you know, to segue right back into that that basketball thing, it's like, you know. Your do your reputation is your greatest asset. I'm just gonna throw that out there for everybody. You know, do something that you're gonna be proud of. If I was that kid, I sure as heck wouldn't be proud of uh, what I did because right there, I'm gonna almost guarantee you that that kid will not get a job in the police department because he even said in a interview with whoever that he has anger issues. Yes. Now, how do you feel about? So, so here, this is where this is where it gets a little dicey, and this is where maybe I would come to his defense and argue and say he made a really bad choice. Okay, he's still a young kid; he's probably not twenty-two or twenty-three. Is it worth it to deprive someone like that of an education? Depending on where he is, he made a really bad mistake. Kick him off the basketball team, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, but you know, would what? you stop someone from going to college because of that? No, but you this know, isn't the first time. So then, then it gets down to a deeper, but that, that's that a deeper the, yeah. dive. But so, so all right, so. The last time, did we enable point, him or did we help him? Did we, you know what I mean? Did we send him to get therapy? Because obviously this is, a, this is a rage issue. And you know what? And usually when there's like a, there's an anger issue or a rage issue or something, it's it's triggered by something. But, I mean, is, is this a one-time thing? Or, or is this it, kid known for it? Or, or is it being mean? coddled and not having lost before not being frustrated maybe yeah. he was the best player on his team in seventh grade in high school yeah. and now in college there's a kid that's lighting him up one night 
and he just couldn't do anything about it. You know, similar yeah. similar to Mike Tyson biting Vanderbilt oh, yeah, Holyfield exactly. here. I won eighteen hundred bucks on that yeah, on that a, game. I've been on that box match, that, by the way. That was a heck of a match if you that did. Was, oh, um, amazing. And that, that is how hidden one. battles got founded. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was I was the only one. I remember when that happened. I was the only one that was betting on Holyfield, and the only reason I said that was because. When um when Tyson said that he was going to eat his children, yes. and then he started picking on God, and Holyfield is a huge, huge religious yep. dude from Atlanta. Right? Yeah, so yeah, and you don't mess with Baptist guys. So, Not at all. Yeah. So when he, and then nevertheless, did you see Holyfield? He was shredded like a julienne salad. That, that guy was ripped. I mean, that was his prime. Yeah, that was his prime. And Tyson at that time, you know, I think he had come off a loss after Buster a couple of years yep. before. Yep. Um, but that was really his like big coming out party again, trying to be back in the limelight. And Holyfield frustrated him so much. Yep. And he had gloves on; he couldn't do anything with it. Yep. And what he ended up doing was biting some guy's ear off because yeah. he was so frustrated. Yep. So it happens in sports. I think we all understand that. But it's how do you react? And if you do it a second time, I think Tyson ended up biting his ear twice. Yeah. And that's what got yep. him disqualified. That's what got him DQ'd was yep. the second bite. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I agree with you. It's hard to know where the punishment lies, but where does the origin come from? Did he did he not have a lot of rejection growing up? And man, this you is the what? first time, and he doesn't know how to express but it. But circle back around. I honestly think that, you know what, kids make mistakes. You know, but it's like the first time mistake. And you're supposed to learn from your mistakes, learn from other people's mistakes. But like Chris said, this has happened before. But you know what? I, I, hey, I listen. I agree. You know what? That's what game suspensions are for, right? Yes. So if it happened the first time, give him a game sprint. If he didn't, if he something happened again, and it's like this is your second one, buddy, you're off the team. I, I think you should be done with sports, but I yeah. think being able to you should still beca- because education, right to an education is, the, education is because, the key to poverty. Yeah. It's the key to leaving all those things behind and being successful. That's the the key that opens everything in in your life. I think to deprive him of that, um, it's not like he committed a crime on the like outside of the sporting but think arena. think of this. So you take his education away. How about this? How about say, you know what? You can't play sports. I'm sorry. Now you have to rely on education. Correct. Because how many, I mean, there's a series. Have you seen that series on Netflix called uh, Last Chance You? Yes. Great story. Oh my God. It's amazing, great right? Season. They've had the first two at the same and then this one yeah. was different. I, I yes. thought the first season was amazing. The second season I was kind of yes. hard because I couldn't really relate Agreed. to any of the characters, you know, or not relate. I couldn't connect. Okay. So, but think about it this way. These these kids who come from poverty, they come from like the, you know, the only Less way out. Structure. Yeah, the the only way out is strictly sports, right? Yes. So they let them go through high school. They you know they're horrible at 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 sport at school academics, but what they do is they're great at sports, so they mill them through, right? Then they get to on a university that's like, no, buddy, you you really got to do work, you know. Um, so seeing that, I mean, do you, do you really want to? Deprive this kid of that. It, you know, obviously up here, you need to have good grades to get in school. Absolutely. So now you take his education away, and it's like, there's no not, way. Not yeah, you screw. You just screw the kid's there's life. There's not many options. Yeah. No, I agree. There's not many options when you take that away, and so I, I feel that's such an important part of um, shaping who someone is growing up. And you know, I, it's it, it's a tough it's a tough slope. And I, I think with you, what you were referencing with with the Netflix. There was the lady that was trying to help them. She was yes, in. that guy was. And a, so she was a saint. So, so she was, but was she, so my question would be to to you guys and to listeners: Was she too much? You know, and anyone that hasn't seen, yeah, it, you should she go back and check it out. She, she almost coddled them too yeah. much to the point where you need that tough love. This is their little last chance if they want to play sports and get an education. A lot of times for free. How? What are you going to do with this opportunity? Yeah. And some of those people just still didn't get it. And those, then you can't. I mean, it, it is what it is at that point. And, and just like co- just like coddling um, people and everything else, there's towns out there that everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets yeah. a participation yeah, trophy now. And you know, it, it 
It's hurting. I, I it's hurting you. us. I, I like. I love watching my daughter play soccer. And one of the things I love about her, at, her, at the level she's at, if they and wait, and this level's been going on since she was like 11, 10, 11. If they lose, they don't get a trophy. They, you know what? She came in second. Um, they were like playing up, like two kids two years old in her, and they got beat by penalty kicks, like for um, a tournament up in Wells Beach or something, right? And at the end, they were all crying, and I'm like, they don't get anything for this. Yeah. And I was like, you know, but it's a life lesson. Doesn't that make you tougher? Like those are yeah. the things that you know. I'm a little bit older than maybe, you know, some of the younger people that might be listening to this, and some of this, some of these things might be resonating with them. It's okay to lose. Michael Jordan got cut from his, you know, junior high, middle school team. Yeah, and Tom yeah. Brady. You know, Tom Brady was a fifth, sixth round pick. Or we fourth, did it again. You know, Sorry, one ninety nine. Sorry, you know? we we did it again. Somehow we always get it to Tom Brady. We always oh, typical New England. Magic word. We're like no, bells no and always, whistles go somehow, off. Somehow, yeah, no. Somehow we always. It doesn't matter what it is. We could be talking like, yeah, the other day I was standing my floor, right, and I used twelve grit. Tom Brady. Yeah, so you yeah, think so. maybe someday we can get him on? You know, post retirement. Yeah, maybe if he loses all his money, he gains like four hundred <laughs> pounds, and he. He has no sponsors, and he's looking for, like, a happy meal or something. I think he'll probably come <laughs> on with us. See if we can us. reach out to him. Yeah, all right. Um, so, but I, I do think there's a lot to be said, and I think a lot of frustration builds up when you are accustomed to winning and accustomed to not losing. And I think that the Trophy Society, but I think the Trophy Society is, is building something different negatively in jobs, right? So if I'm looking for a new job and I get denied or I get fired, I'm, as someone that's younger, I've never had that chance to lose before. I don't know how to handle it. And so, you know, with the, with the influx of school shootings and, and all those, all these negative things, is this because we've called them so much that they have no idea how to cope? The, the coping skills aren't there. We need to do a better job because the people that are in education are unbelievable and amazing. But we, the parents want better life for their kids. What happened to the saying, better luck next time, buddy. You'll get yeah. them next time. Whatever happened to that? Because, I, listen, I, I, was, I was a mediocre baseball player. I was actually good at second and shortstop. I was good. Couldn't hit for, to save my life. Yep. I was a singles guy, and I lived on the philosophy: singles win games, That's right? right? So, but I wasn't Advanced the guy. The runner. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. the guy like you know hitting it over the fence and stuff like that. But I did my part, and it was fun. But I never won a championship. I never made it to like any of that. So when my when my daughter started so playing, what are all these trophies down here for? Oh, those are bought. You see that? Well, that one says Nacho oh, Eating there it Award. Yeah, right? I, I still a, see the tag I got on a, it. You know, Messi's barbecue face there award over there. Yep. Right? Okay, sorry, my so, fault. But um, so. You know, so when I said to my daughter, I'm like, you know, when you lose it, you don't want that feeling again. I said, and you know, and strive to be better. You know, and, and I, I said to her, I go, would it, would you have rather felt, would you rather have went won? I go, that way by PKs, or would you rather, you know, win regular? And she's like, I'd rather just win. I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, is there any any good feeling to the fact that you made it as far as you want? And lost, or is it just because you lost? I said, because there's always, think of it that way. Out of 30-something teams, you came in second. You know, I'm like, that's something to be proud of. Look Absolutely. At it, look at, not just look at it single-minded or like tunnel vision. Just take a step back and look at the perspective. And, hey, you're the second-best team out of 600 maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It all, yeah. just, it's all perspective and how you look at it. And I think that, that a little bit of, of, you know, mental awareness and, and not getting so down on yourself. Just look at it on the bright side. I think yeah. a lot of people need to take a step back and where social media again can be crazy yep. is you're comparing yourself to everyone else on Facebook oh, yeah. and it looks yeah. like a great life and they're happy. But in, at the end of the day, no one's really 
they're not always the way they say they portray themselves. Yeah. And so I think that helps a lot with yeah, Facebook health. happy. And you know, yes. if your activities online go against what you tell somebody in person, the people around you could, A, lose trust in you, um, which is limiting you to opportunities that you have in the future. So that circles back to what I said, that your reputation is your greatest asset. Agree. You know what's awesome, too, is I love when people get called out. Oh, like, love it. I love, like, I love, um, I, I hate clickbait, but I just I got to get trapped with it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I know that mousetrap's going to snap my finger, but I'm still putting it in there. But, like, you'll see those where the guy's like, oh, hanging out with my bestie tonight. And then, like, his mom will blow him up. And it's yeah. like, no, you're by yourself in your room. Yeah. I just, you know what? I, listen. Watch an HTV. You yeah. Know? Nothing and, wrong with that. No, I love me some good flower beds and Everybody is, shutters. everybody is, is, is so fixated. And, you know what? And, and I can say, well, I'll have a disclaimer after I say this. But they're so fixated on likes and people being envious and everything else. And it's, it's come to the point where you almost have like two parts of society. You have the people who like go off the grid and not so much off the grid, but they're the people that like they like going four wheel and they're mudding and they're hanging out in the woods. And, they're, you know, so they're doing the simple stuff. They, they enjoy the simple things in life. And then you get the kids that are so fixated on, you know what, I post a picture of me and my cat. And I didn't get 35 likes. And they're calling their friends oh, up. Oh, they're texting line. you like this. Please yeah. like this. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen it. I've seen kids go, yeah. dude, check out my picture. Like that. Either like, that. What? Either that. It's you want a cat. There was a, there's a guy that I work with, and he likes to, uh, as soon as he gets a sick time, yeah, I'm out sick. I'm out sick. And, you know, he always comes up with an excuse. And now people uh, have tracked him on Facebook. Once again, on how Facebook is so so stupid, so stupid. Yeah, he down in Newport for the night. Uh, you yeah, know? Um, so, abusive sick time. Yeah, so he's down in you know, God knows where. But he checked in on his Facebook page at a hospital, saying, oh, "Not feeling well." <laughs> Did Checking someone call in. him out? Well, yeah, because uh, what he didn't know is that the hospital is literally two blocks away, and we actually had somebody there uh, doing a. A oh, prisoner watch. Yeah. You know what? And then when what? Because we're a brotherhood. What do they do? They're like, oh, hey, Jay's here. I'm going to go check on him. Yeah. And then you walking go, around go looking up for him. and you're, you're looking for him going, God, where is he? Is he not here? Then you message him. And, you know, even now, Snapchat, you can look at where people's locations are on yes. Snapchat. Yeah. That is a dangerous, dangerous I'm, feature. And I was just about on to so say many this. levels. There should only be a couple people that should be know where your location is on yep. Snapchat. It should be your parents, your significant other. And your children. That's it. Other than that, what do you care? Yeah. If they, if you really want them to know where you are, swipe left or right or whatever it is that gives you the filter that tells you exactly where you are. Not for you people who are single. Right. You know, exactly. all right. But and you know that's dangerous because we'll circle back to the same kid that posted on uh, Facebook saying he's at such and such hospital. Well, next thing you know, we're looking. He's literally at his house yeah. when he's posting this. It's like, dude, what are you doing? And a lot of them just look for, you know, they look for that attention. And it is, it's that society of likes. You know, I need that society. I need that likes. I need, you know, I need every single one of my friends. Listen, we have a, we just broke a thousand followers. Yay! Congratulations, by yeah, the way. A thousand, That's right. A thousand, That's a thousand, thousand likes, likes. We Facebook. have more followers. We have more followers. I think it's uh, like 25 or 30 more, but it's uh, all pages and stuff that like us. But that way. But we know, and, and listen, we, in a sense, we're a business. All right, we have a product. A product is mental mental well being, right? So, as a business, we have to we worry about and we strive to get more followers. It's more exposure. It's advertisement because that's what we want to do. We want to drop that rock in the pond, and we want the ripples to get bigger and affect more people. But when we only get like two hundred people that saw it and like fifteen people like it, we know for a fact. You know, I, I'm not staying up all night. 
Well, not I am staying up all night, but it's not for that. But you know, but he's a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's sleeping, and I got uh, my arms asleep because he's on top of it. But what happens is we understand the fact that not everybody hits the like button. You know, we do polls. People hit like. It's a yes or no question. Not don't hit the like button. You know. So when you come to the realization that this is how society is, society where a bunch of voyeurs. There's not that many people who are as interactive as they used to be. You know, it, like, you know, there's comedians that say it all the time. Things have changed. People don't just go knock on people's doors. And nobody ever walks up to your door anymore and says, hey, Jay, you want to come out and play stickball with me today? No, it's not. No, you do. I'm sitting right next to you. You send me a friggin' a message on Snapchat saying, hang out tomorrow. Hey, do you want to play some esports? And I'm not going to leave my house. I'm going to go in my room after school. And you yeah. can be across the country. You can be across the world. And Which, you can be playing. And listen, I love technology. I think that's amazing. And I will tell you, I heard a story the other day. Um, a, a, a kid I know, uh, my daughter's, uh, it's like my daughter's uh, brother, right? His stepbrother. His friends all come over the house with their with their 19-inch LCD TVs and their Xboxes, and they all play Fortnite in the same room. That is awesome. It's, you know what? It's, and think about it. It's the evolution. It's the evolution of, of, of growing up. Of riding I mean, bikes or rollerblading yeah. down the street. I mean, we also, what did you do? We, we used to pitch quarters on the steps. We used to play stickball. We used to play flag football. We used to play, play tackle football. Relievio, flashlight, flag. When the sun started going down, it was, hey, you get home. your butt home. Yeah, yeah when the, exactly. When the light came home. Yeah. I feel like I'm dating myself now. Huh? Yeah, no, yeah. Streetlights. People are like, what's a streetlight? And you know what? And, and, you always, <laughs> and what was the best thing, though? You know where every payphone was on the way home. Yes. So you could make the call yes. when you were running late, or right? Even when I was like 15 or 16, I had a pager, and you, you get that page yeah. from, from your house. All right, guys, game's over. I'm going home. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, and it was like I grew up in the projects, so they had that, uh, they had that, that telephone relay of my mother yelling. So my mother would yell, and then another neighbor then would Donna hear. down the street would relay yeah. it, and yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So then we would, you know, we were up at the park, and somebody would come run up. Hey Scott, your mother's calling you, and you would go, oh crap, and you would run home, you know. But I think it's great that kids are actually doing that, like they're interacting while being technological advanced. But, but yeah, like it is as far as I mean, we are way off topic, but. But I mean, but that's to go, my, that's my forte. Yeah, no, we're the same way. We just, we're the, we're like the rambling brothers, you know, but, but no, and that's, and that's what you're just trying to say is, is the fact that social media will it'll either break you, or, you know, or it'll build you and, agree. and do it positively, do it in the right way. I mean, if you want likes, become a photographer, put your stuff out there. Do something you know, good. And, and don't get your feelings hurt or butt hurt if somebody doesn't like your stuff. Listen, not everybody likes McDonald's. And I think people need to accept things. Like going back to what you're saying about, hey, if we have 200 people view and 18 comments, you know what? Those are 233 people who are glad to see the message that you're bringing. Mm-hmm. And those 18 people, it resonated even more that they said, yeah. oh, wow, I'm going to bring, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like this because I, I watched it yeah, and absolutely. I liked it. You know, so. and, and, now is, and, now, and especially with our, um, our demographic, we actually, it's, it's kind of like a wave. Like the first wave is, is one certain group, and that wave comes through for about a month. And then the following right behind is another wave of people. So I know that we, not to the point that they know that we know they're there. But when we reach a new target audience and we get a couple new followers and then we start to look and we're like, all right, who's this? Because we always do this. We always want to see who's, who's you know, out now following us. And we look and we're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that guy had a wife and, you know, whatever. Or I didn't know she had a husband or a boyfriend or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's social media, can it's yeah. it's amazing and it'll, it'll, it'll destroy you at and the same time. And not just that. It's um, to go off of that, it's. You, you don't think that they have a wife or, a, you know, kids or anything else. But next thing you know, they're at one of our events. They're, um, you know, they're with their significant other or other family and everything else. And you 
now, you know, we know it's working because we have people who go to our programs all the time that now are friends with other people that are at, in our programs, and they've made that bond and that connection. Um, and sometimes asking for help and reaching out is hard. Sometimes liking a post and, you know, commenting is a subtle way of saying, hey, maybe I'm looking for something else. Hey, maybe I can get in touch with these people. Maybe I can go to an event and kind of fix some of the things that are maybe ailing them at, at the time without being like ridiculed or just having an, a medium to use. Absolutely. And, yeah, and a lot of the thing is like, especially with us, it's, it's all about community. It's that loss of sense of community where with our demographic, we have like the police community and the fire community and stuff. Um, and speaking of communities, we want, somebody wants to say hi. Craig, Special guest. Hi. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Good. So what were you supposed to tell us? What doesn't exist? I, he just spoke to us in Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great job, buddy. Is, is something leaking? <laughs> no, no, it's actually he was. He just told us that monsters don't exist in Swahili. So, wow. um, but yeah. So every once in a while, we have to appease the the audience here. We do have a live audience. Um, I think a lot of pa- there's a lot of parents out there that can kind of relate, and I'm sure they're chuckling right now oh, yeah. and say, yeah. "I have a two year old. I have a ten year old. I have a twenty year old that does that." You know? I will <laughs> tell you right now, if you follow us on social media, you know who exactly who this is. I, he has more <laughs> likes than we do combined. He's just, oh my god, he's. I love him. I, I do. He's trying. He um he knows every button to push. He I actually we probably should have let him use the mixer because he probably would have learned how to fix it before we did. So yeah, but Look, he is the one that you can hand a phone to. He will unlock. <laughs> he's on it right now. He will. <laughs> no, he yeah, is. he's, on, he's on it. He will a unlock it with your passcode. <laughs> he will figure it out somehow and get into games. Yeah, and then oh wait, honey, how m- how many dollars is he up to now on spending on Google Play? Yeah, so yeah, so uh, so what happened was, and, and for children and uh, and young adults and parents out there, uh, completely disable your credit card from any Google app or uh, Apple app that you have. Um, make sure that there's a password that you uh, you put nope. in before you make a purchase because there's this wonderful thing called Google Survey, which I always do. And at one time, I had $280 worth of Google money on there that you can use for buying apps and movies and such and such, right? And stuff. So guess what happened? My son, it, oh, he even put theme music on. How this awesome is, is that, right? There's nice yeah. little music in the background, a little Western. Yeah, so he ended up uh, he ended up spending $280 of my Google Play money on Monsters vs. Plants. That's not a bad <laughs> right? one. I probably would have done the same. Yeah, and then uh, somehow, then when that money was gone... He spent another sixty to eighty dollars on other things, but I will tell you, the plants in Zombie versus Plants or Plants versus Zombies, wherever it is, right? Those things look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Those plants are out there. He had hooked those things up, so it was it was money well spent for you know three hundred Pest, pesticides on that. Or oh my god, yeah, they are yeah. not GMO. No. They are yeah, they are yeah. definitely genetically modified. Mm. No. So, so uh, can I ask a real fast question? Yeah, what do you think um, as far as the demographic that that have issues that maybe are kind of the most quiet are they the older people that have been kind of set in their ways and told to kind of be quiet about this because i would say the younger generation now is maybe more vocal and inexpressive is it is it the people that because i don't think it discriminates on any age right i, th- I think i'm going to tell you it's hit or miss i'm going to okay. tell you that before you used to think of all right so like post-traumatic stress right and trauma it's been named the military always coined it something shell shock or you know yeah. or something right so um, you know, Gulf War syndrome, whatever. So now 
it's post-traumatic stress, and and there's actually um so and I I like to say post-traumatic stress because I don't like to say disorder because it's not really a disorder. It's it it's something that can be healed. Um, and, and we'll no use injury. injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Post-traumatic uh, injury. Stress right? injury. Stress injury. Right. Right. Because so, it can be healed. You yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and people don't want to be diagnosed. They want to be labeled. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but we find that firefighters are very, very uh, willing to get help. And you know what it is? And it's almost because they, they, they have that like family type of bond. They, you know, they eat dinner together. They, you know, they're very. At the I, station, you mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and there's, that, there's that cohesion with them where opposed to like police officers, uh, they're alone in a car. You know, they're used to that um, being alone, that, that solidarity, right? That's a word, right? Yes. So um, so that's what they're used to. You know, they if, if they're lucky, they sit down and they have lunch, and you know, together or whatever, and they talk and stuff. But but that's it. They're like lone wolf, you know? They're, they're, they're the sheepdog. Military, it's that camaraderie. They'll, they'll talk to their battle buddy and, and stuff. So I, I honestly say that we have a big problem trying to reach police officers. It's, it's you know, and I try. I'm like, what worked for me? What works for me? You know, and I went on my own to get help when I, you know, when I first realized I had a problem. Actually, I was I was told to go get help. But either way, I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, it's your decision, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so exactly. You're the one that has to I'm gonna, I'm gonna do tell it. you, if if you don't want help, you're not getting help. Correct. You can't you can't force help on anybody because they just it's like um it's almost like an addiction in a sense. You can't force somebody who's an alcoholic to get you know right. go to sober clinic. You can cheat them go to sober clinic, but he's only gonna. You know, he's only going to go there for so long. Like the saying, you can lead a horse to the drink, but you can't make him. Yeah, you know, yeah, you exactly. Need a water butt. Yeah, exactly. So, so I say our demographic right now is what we like. You know, I like the Vietnam guys. Those guys open up to each other. Think about it, like the AMVETS and the VFW and the DAV. Those, like the Legion. Those guys, when in the Haiti, those guys were always packed. Those places because of the fact that you had all the Vietnam vets. They had a place to go. It was, a, you know, that's where they went. Nowadays, you know, it, it's not like that. Um, you'll get, you know, you'll get uh, groups. I know that like the Lowell Vet Center in Lowell, they have a huge group of, um, of like a therapy group, you know, every night. So, so I mean, so the vets are out there. They're trying, they're trying to get the help. The fire department, they have on site. Um, the police department, really, at this point, they have the regional response, peer response team, right? But it's, it's, it's still, it's for police, it's hard because one, if you want to go to on site, you have to pay as a police officer. And and that it baffles our mind. We all just yeah. baffle our mind. But however, McLean's Hospital um, is huge right now. They're the number one uh, trauma center for police. They have their own separate wing for the police, and and that's great. So and we just heard about that recently from uh, Brian Fleming, I was gonna say, retired was uh, Boston oh, SWAT yeah. officer. So, yeah. and you know, I mean, it will even Wait. show you. Th- did I answer that question or just ramble? Some Absolutely. More? No, right. I think you talked about the segments of population that maybe are affected the most, you know what I mean? And, and you know, the the population also, we just did a uh, a speaking engagement at a local town's uh, public safety facility, and it was open to police, fire, EMS, dispatch. and um, Even the town manager, like even the town government was invited because of the fact that this is stuff that they should know. I mean, the human resources, should, this should they should be on the front line. They should go, wow, this guy, it is July 15th. Right, this guy's sick time just got replenished July first, and he's already used two weeks of sick time. That should be a red flag. That should Absolutely. be like, holy crap, this guy might need something, you know. So you know, we did this speaking engagement, and I will say that ninety nine point nine percent of that room was firefighters. The only wow. 
half percent of that room that wasn't a firefighter was a, an individual who's actually a police officer and a firefighter. Yeah. So there was no law enforcement present. There no. was no administration present other than I felt like I was doing it for that police department. Like everybody from that police department, from the fire chief. De- fire department. Oh, sorry, fire the fire department. Everybody from that fire department down was there. We're talking command staff. So the, f- like the, the chief, chief, the yeah. deputy chief, captains, lieutenants, all the way down to... Firefighter, EMT, paramedic. Everybody the, on the shift. The on-duty staff yep. from all four, four stations? Yeah. yeah. Three stations? Four stations. Yeah, because they got called out twice. They get called out twice. But, it, you know, that just shows you that the fire department's looking for help for some of these things. Um, and maybe police to, police officers are scared that to see what people think or... Their biggest thing is, oh great, they're going to take my gun away from me. Yeah, it's the unfit for duty thing. I mean, think, I mean, as I say, like a lot of the time is, you know, you you live by the sword, die by the sword, right? So with my, you know, details, overtime, everything, when it comes to police work, I mean, that's what guys really make their money from. It's because the salary sucks, you know. Um, but so you think about it. So you have a guy whose stress is generated by, one, the job. So whether it's a faction of the job or the, or the calls, the trauma that they see there, or if it's the stress of working. If Think about it. Sometimes that details and overtime, that's a second job. I mean, you can be part-time or full-time, depending on how many hours you put in Absolutely. a week. There's guys that are being forced into all summer long. Forced in. So that puts stress on the family. I mean, what are you going to do with the money? You know, oh, I'm going to go on a cruise when it slows down. But the thing is, is... So Police now, work doesn't slow down. Yeah. You, when you're ordered in, you have no choice. You're going. You know, when guys are ordered in 18 to 20, and I, I've seen it happen I, in my department I worked on, 18, 20 days in a row, you know, no days off, doubles, 16-hour shifts, and by contract. I mean, if they were allowed to, you know, they would have been forced in more, but thank God they have a contract. So add that stress onto it. You know what I mean? And, and, and those guys, they, they're like, they worry. They're like, I'm accustomed to making this much money. Now, if I have to go to therapy for 30 days, I have no overtime. I have no details. How many, That doesn't help the stress. You, you still have problems at home. You know, Absolutely. you still have to pay for that house that you, when you, when things were good, you know, that you bought. That stress is a constant. Yeah, That's, absolutely. It's, it's a huge contributing factor. And I, w- I went to a presentation yesterday in regards to stress management and suicide and so on and so forth. And they took a, a female volunteer uh, to come up, and the person doing the presentation ended up putting a, it was kind of like a heart monitor on the earlobe of her ear, and we did her regular medium saying, okay, and then just asking standard questions, you know, what's your name, and she was very comfortable, very comfortable. As soon as he brought up, and she wrote down on a piece of paper what something was that stresses her out slash... Uh, probably one of the worst calls she's ever been on. Well, when he opened that up in the middle of uh, the class, A, her face turned bright red. B, you could see the heart monitor on the screen jumping off the page. And it was ridiculous. So, you know, the stress levels of some, um, it can A, cause a heart attack, I'm sure, for you. And it's it's not helping your body whatsoever. So... You know, for any of the police officers out there, firefighters, dispatchers, EMTs, nurses, military, veterans, anyone who's listening, if you need help, go get it. Nobody's going to judge you. Everybody's going to support you, or mostly everybody's going to support you. You, uh, you might be a pioneer in your department. You might be the first one to break the ice and get help somebody and show will, everybody else that, hey, you know what? You can get help. It's, I mean, 
And it's so, that simple. So my question for you is, how many do you think are affected um, from not only the first responders and military and um, all those great folks, their families? Oh, you every know, single one. Every, every single every one. family. You know, so like maybe it's not, you know, you know, Jack who's working his butt off or maybe he was deployed in, in Afghanistan and came back and... But you know what about his wife? What about the kids? That oh, extra absolutely. stress. So like yeah, it is, that can trickle there. down into the whole family. So if absolutely someone's going to get help, and that's why we offer our, our family programs is because we know that it's, it's not. It's a core support system for that individual. And I mean, and the wives they they go through almost sometimes worse. I mean, they're the ones. So sometimes you get like so the the movie. Um, and if you read the book, it's actually even better. But uh, American Sniper. Like when yeah. Chris Kyle came home, he was a hollow man. That guy was just—he was just there in, in in body, not in spirit. Like he was, he was just like a mannequin, you know. And his wife was dealing with the kids and trying to keep the kids, you know, uh, out of his hair and, and, and quiet and not triggering them and everything else. And think about that. So you get, you know, and when I joke with my wife all the time about like the fifties. You know, the husband comes home and she throws the slippers on, gives him a whiskey, a cigar, and she shuttles the kids into the other room. Leave daddy alone. Right, so we joke about that Classic, because like, cause that'll role. yeah because that'll never happen where I live, right? So we, that's what we joke about. So um, and I say that I'm like that's not the society we live in. You, you, you know, dad comes home and he's wearing the superhero suit. You know, he's got the the police uniform on. And I tell people all the time, don't wear your police uniform home. It, you're just bringing everybody else's garbage home with you. But when they come through the door, right? You know, the son wants to jump up on him. Junior wants to hug him and everything else. And sometimes dad just wants to be left alone. But he can't say, get the F yeah. away from me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because then it's stress. And then mom's yelling at him, what the hell's wrong with you? He just wants to hug you. He hasn't seen you in bring it 32 days because you've been working doubles. You know what I mean? So, yeah, oh, the stress, the stress is not, it's, it's, you don't take it off. You right. bring it home with you. It's, right. it's unbelievable. And, you know, um, Hidden Battles comes out. We do speaking engagements at local departments. So if you want, you know, your department to uh, have a presentation done by us. We'll bring out some clinicians. We'll bring out some guest speakers um, to talk to your department as a whole. And hopefully, you know, you guys have a good showing. So if you want that, shoot us an email or uh, at hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Facebook. You, can you know, hit us up right on the contact button. You on guys cast a wide net of oh. resource, of people to help, of ways to get in touch. If someone was thinking about, you know, something negative right now and this resonates with them, they reach out. How, how happy would that make you feel? I think this is the reason that you guys do these things. Absolutely. Is I, to help one person. If it's one a day, great. If it's one every five days, it's great. It's 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 something that you guys just do a really fantastic job. I mean, of. listen, we started this because of the fact that, you know, I lost my brother to suicide. And, and we when we started this, we never wanted anybody else to go through what we went through. So, I mean, you're not putting us out. Like, uh, we've had guys saying, oh, you know, I was going to, you know, reach out to you, but I don't want to bother you. That's what I'm here for. Dude, bother me. And even me for my my debut yeah. podcast debut yeah. reach out to me people know me jay green you know you see me on facebook huh? hey shoot me a message i'd be happy to get you in touch with the right people to yeah, be able and to that's, help and that's the thing like i we say it all the time we're not clinicians we you know we are rec therapy and you know what i mean and we and we do you know therapeutic events we do stuff that helps and it's proven to help people but if i can't help you we can't help you i will put you in the hands of the right people we have a network of people we and we have we are dealing with a, a wonderful trauma um therapist out of Westford. She helps us with everything. She gives us sound advice. We bounce things off her all the time. Yeah. And she's amazing. And she is like the Encyclopedia Britannica or what the kids like to call the Google machine now. Right. <laughs> so she is definitely that. If she doesn't know, she will find out within 15 minutes and she'll have a name, she'll have a number and we'll definitely get you off to somebody. Yeah. I mean, so we're not just, uh, hey, you know, like a pizza party and something. We'll definitely, we'll help you any way we possibly can and you're never putting us out. 
And yeah, you know, our Facebook might not be monitored 24-7, but me and Scott don't uh, sleep. We have a 13-minute response time on Facebook. Fantastic. It's actually gone down. We were like three minutes. Yeah. Melatonin is really messed up. Well, let me see if I can help contribute to that. You know, I'll try to, yeah. Get, yeah, I mean, try it, to get responses better. Oh, it's unbelievable. Hey, we're, huh? still at, we're still at 90, I think it's 97% response rate in under, it's, I think it's 13 minutes or less or something. In our defense, too. What really stinks is the fact that what affects our response time is when I respond back to somebody, it comes in as a new message. So I actually have to look at my message again to make sure that it's actually seen. It's it's yeah. garbage. That's just the way the man we pushes to, you. We down. have to download the uh, the new app on your phone called Facebook Page Manager. Oh, really? Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> huh. Because, you know, it's so much easier. We'll we just need a ding bell. So whenever we plug something, we just go ding. I actually love that bell. idea. You want me to go work on that this bell. week? Try to see if I can come up next week. If, if, if you're ha- if you're happy to have me again, I'm, I'm gonna go. Oh, absolutely. Maybe no. the, maybe the uh, the audience can thumbs up or thumbs up. So I don't down. know about you, but I won't be here next week. No, so I might actually have to have Jay. I can, I, you know, what I, I can't replace to? you though. The, so I can. This, only I need just... to have another another crew cut bald yeah. guy with me. This uh, <laughs> this time next he week actually I'll has be... hair. I am not. This time next week I will be in the Bahamas. Congratulations, that's exciting. That's nice. That's good stress management. though. It is. It is. You know, I'm going with my girlfriend and some of my friends and. Gonna hang out on the beach. Quick little will, trip. Will you not check a long into flight. Disney while you're down there just to mess with people? Sure. All right. <laughs> just good. for you. And I'm gonna tag you with it, saying that I'm with Scott. Oh, that'll be awesome. Because then everybody will be like, "Oh, you're at Disney." I'm like, "I yeah. like it." Yeah, I'll be. At, I'll, yeah, Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Leslie will share it. <laughs> the man trap set by a mouse. Well, yeah. But no, I mean, we. we uh, That's well, really informative stuff. That you know that that past two or three minutes was really, I think, you know, really helpful for a lot of people out there. Yeah. We're an hour and ten. We are, wait. Are we. I don't know. This is moving quick. No, sorry. We're an hour and seventeen minutes. Hey, so when you have a great message and great people yeah. and great conversation, time flies. I said this when we had Eric last time. We said it. We're like, you're, if you're in traffic, you've listened to the whole thing, and, and that's fantastic. Or you've fallen asleep listening to us, which is fine. But I mean, listen. I mean, we do have a message. We we say some funny things. Oh, we think it's funny, so I enjoy it. <laughs> but I mean, if if you know what. Like I said, we have a message. If you can get one thing out of it, it's to the fact that there is help out there. We at the beginning of the con- uh, the podcast, we give you the the information. I- I'll do it again right now. So the National Suicide Prevention Hotline or Lifeline one eight hundred two seven three talk T A L K eight two five five. So it's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Or you can text to talk. It's seven four one seven four one talk. Or you can put blue. Or you can put help. Or you can put home. So I honestly I think if you go seven four one seven four one and you type in whatever you're gonna get somebody, all right. So you have that and, and once again Chris's favorite thing you can call nine one one for emergencies, uh, and feel free to reach out to a friend. Just call a friend, you know. Uh, it doesn't mean we're done. We can keep talking if you want. Yeah, you know nine one one they're paid to listen to people. Yep. Uh, as somebody said yesterday, they're paid to interrupt and paid to listen. That's what yep. we're paid to do. Yep. It's great. You guys, all right. So for people, because I, I, you know being on the other side of the microphone. So when someone calls in, do you guys actually like flip open like a, it looks like a cookbook recipe card thing and you start to sort through stuff to read stuff off to them? So explain that to me. It, well, so it's funny that you say that. So I work the both sides of the microphone. You know, I work on the road, but I also work behind the desk. So it depends on what the call is. It so, honestly depends. If it's a medical, absolutely. You have to. Yeah, it's, uh, step by step. It, you have to go step by step, and plus there's quality assurance programs and all these lawsuit things that you have to. Hey, so now uh, CPR, right? CPR yeah. is just it's um, push, 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 right? Push, staying push, push. alive. Staying alive. So no more breathing. You, 
they so they're doing CCR, okay, um, which is a version of CPR. So it's to the staying alive because they're seriously somebody. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, staying, staying alive, staying alive. alive. Wow. Uh, no. uh, so you know they See, even the Bee Gees. Te- Bee Gees never go yeah. away. No. They teach no. they no. teach us in the police academy too that. Uh, CCR now, um, but they teach you how to do the regular standard CPR, you know, the chest compression. CCR, Credence Clearwater Revival? Yeah, Not sure. the band. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they teach the CCR, which is, you know, do compressions yep. um, to the staying alive. And, yeah, it's going to, if you do a thousand compressions, it's, it's going to hurt <laughs> when you do it. And for um, those those people who are a little older, I mean, a little uh, younger than we are, uh, Wyclef Jean did a great version of uh, Staying Alive, too, so you can actually go to his version. It'll probably keep that guy alive quicker because it is a little more upbeat. Maybe we'll have that the intro music or the outro music next oh, week. Maybe. You know? I no, know. no, because we can't afford that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, but no, so so read it off. So when it's so obviously with communications, clear, precise. Um, is is the best way. So, and it's hard to deal with somebody who's panicking. So, is if you call nine one one for an emergency, it's it's probably the best that you're as calm as possible. And, and listen, you understand that even when when we get on scene as police officer, or whatever. But and you know if somebody's hurt, is is more information you can give in the, the calmest possible way is going to help you because you're not going to hear what what are they going to say to them when somebody's freaking out all the time. Calm down. Calm, calm down. down. Calm Listen, down. I'm here. And that's almost yeah. impossible to do. When you know, yeah, so the, now we're wasting time. Yeah. The, the, so. big, the big thing is, is, you know, I've taken calls about my two-month-old not breathing. I've taken calls about, you know, their father is hanging from something. Mm-hmm. Um, you get those calls and you're like, oh, crap. Okay. You know, 911 dispatchers are paid to be calm, stay calm under stress. And to get you what you need. If they can't understand you, they can't really help you. Um, it's precious time. That it's, 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 that time is valuable, exactly. especially when it comes to life-saving. And, you know, people are starting to get away from the landline phones. I will tell somebody right now, I don't care how old or how young you are. As soon as I get a house, there's a landline in there. Why? It has my name. It has my phone number and it has my address link to and it. And it never changes. And it never Your changes. Your location is the same. It is the same. So if you dial 911 from a house phone, it shows right on their computer screen your house and it gives you your address and everything. They're going to probably ask you to confirm it, but they can see the difference of the icons between a cell phone and a home phone um, when it pops up. A home phone literally looks like one of those rotary dial phones that's red. And then a cell phone, it's literally a picture of a flip phone cell phone um, with literally antenna waves. So. On people always go, well, I have a cell phone to call 911. Yeah, okay, well, let me, uh, I worked for a, a center that answered cell phone calls as well as landline calls. So if I had any advice for somebody, get a landline phone, especially if you have a young child. Um, or elderly parents. Or elderly parents. What, or what do you think the ratio is between landline phones and cell phone calls? I will almost, I, I, don't know, I don't know the exact percentage, but I will tell you right now that I would probably say like like it, eighty twenty. It's going to be eighty twenty yeah. or eighty five fifteen. Yeah. My yeah. guess would have been seventy. 30. Everybody has a cell phone. The only reason I think a lot of people have the home phone is because Comcast offers the triple threat yes. or what a triple yeah, just cheaper. Play. Yeah, and they yeah, and you get it cheaper to have to have that. Uh, it, it's honestly like I I have the funniest story, and I'll I'll tell you about. Um, Landline phones. As soon as Chris is done, because I don't want to interrupt him, because what he's saying is actually it's amazing and it's very you know valuable as far as knowledge goes. So, 
You know, so get a landline phone. Pay that extra 5 $6 a month or whatever. Who cares if you don't use it? You know, yeah, you might have a telemarketer call you every other day, but you know what? It's a phone that is there that you can easily grab. Cell phones, I mean, I'm at, we're at Scott's uh, Battle Bunker right now. I don't have service for my life up here. Right. Well, maybe if, that's why my phone's not blowing up, huh? You know, so, yeah, okay, I'm off the grid. That's no, because the only two people that text you are us. Oh, sorry, I didn't want you to tell that to everyone, but fine, uh, it's fine. Oops. Maybe I'll gain another follower yeah. now. <laughs> Mom and Dad Green don't know who you are. <laughs> they do now. But, but, you know, I mean, now they have the text 911. So there's a lot of towns doing that get the texting and the but, picture messages and everything else. But, but when it goes to triangulation, because you have to do the three towers to actually yeah. locate somebody, and that's not perfect science. It, it's not to the foot. It's like it, an area, you know, right? It's, yeah. It Depending on what cell phone provider you have will depend on how good your um, location triangulation but is. But whoever needs help when you're in a plaza? You're not, yeah. because you usually say, here I am. Where are you? What do you see? It's where, it, no, it, most of the time, wherever you need help, where are you? I'm in the woods. Yeah. So... Here, and I'm by a tree. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if I can give any advice to somebody who would ever dial 911 and you need help, A, if you know the address if you possibly can. So if at your if you're at your house, know your home address. Um, if you don't know it, ask somebody. If you can't ask somebody, look for a piece of mail in the house. If you're out and about and let's say you're at Dunkin' Donuts, don't just say, oh, I'm at Dunkin' Donuts. What's across from you? What's around you besides Dunkin' Donuts? Because I will tell you... as descriptive as you can, basically. Because this is why police officers drive around in cars all day long looking out the windows. Because I will tell you right now, if you say, oh, I'm at Dunkin' Donuts in Boston, the Boston dispatcher is going to be like, really? You've just eliminated the Starbucks, so now we know you're not there. Yeah. 725 yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. E- so- even then, I'll, there's another town um, I won't use, but you could be standing in that town and within, I don't know, Two blocks of each other, you're already at three Dunkin' Donuts's. Yeah. That's so which one am I at? Yeah, you're almost every town. Oh. You know? Oh. Um, so know the location, know kind of what's going on. If you're not readily involved or you didn't witness it, yeah, okay, if somebody told you to call, call. You know? But if you are literally passing by what we like to call the... Uh, the looky-loos? The looky-loos. <laughs> If you're just passing by and you are driving now northbound when everything's happening southbound, you don't need to call because there's 5,000 other people that are sitting on right in the same thing. No, it's another thing you can do. You can keep looking forward and you can watch it on the news because guess what? It's going to be there. It's going to be much better vision on the news. You're going to see it much closer. But no, so let me tell you my funny 911 story. Yes. So there was a troublesome house that was in the town that I worked in. One night we get a call for a domestic, so it's, you know, three cars, well, two area cars and a supervisor go. And they keep giving me this address, and I'm like, so I said, uh, can you confirm that address again? And, you know, you get dispatches, and it's around dinner time, so you, you, this is what you get. You're like, it's one person, and I'm like, can you, can you give me that one more time? And then they gave it to me, and I, I, I say it back to them. I'm just uh, throwing out a number. Um, it's 1-2 Plain Street or 1-2 Main Street. Uh, I'm only saying 1-2 because it's Tom Brady's number. So I'm like. <laughs> there it is. I'm like, yeah, I'm like 1-2 Main Street. And uh, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll do 53 Main Street. It's a police station. You sure it's 5-3 Main Street? Yep. I said, all right, I'm out. Another officer says, I'm out with them. I get there. I'm knocking. I'm like, nobody's at the door. You sure? 
Can you repeat that address again? Yep, I'm looking right at the at the phone line. It's 53 Main Street. I'm like, all right. I said, uh, Sergeant shows up. I'm like, I look at him. I go, boot the door in. He said, yep. Wait a second. Dispatch. What was that number again? 53 Main Street. We said it three times. I went, thank you. I boot the door in. Kapow. As I kick the door in, I hear a detective yell, it's over here at this house. Oh, oh no. What happened was the knucklehead at 53 Main Street gave a portable home phone, right? One oh, of the, no. the charging bases for uh, uh, wireless to the neighbor at, no. at 55 Main Street where, oh. the, where the domestic was. So when the guy came home, because literally we had these nice little notes that said, you know, Officer Hyder was here and you weren't here for the reasons of the following. And I took it and I taped it on his front door and the thing just splintered, right? And then we uh, obviously we arrest the kid. Um, we bring him in. And the guy calls and he starts wigging out. He's like, you kicked my door in, everything else. And we're like, nope. And I, I knew I was safe because I had confirmed it like 55 times. Exactly. Right? And, uh, and that's what he said. They said, no, it, this is on you. You allowed somebody, which, you know what, they, the thought was all right. And, yes. I, and I give him credit for being nice, saying, hey, you know what, this is probably a good idea. But it came back to burn him in the long run, you know. And yeah. you still got the bad guy at the end, though. Yeah, now I get a sticker that says, um, what is it, professional door kicker. Perfect. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. when you're in right. preschool, you get yeah. the stars, and when you, you become a young professional yeah, yeah, you get, adult, yeah, you get them That's actually well. a really cool Actually, now that, now that you mentioned that, I do see the uh, trophy sticker. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I see it right there on the wall. Right under Amadillo Wrestler. Yes, I do see that. Yes, yes. Maybe it's because this is my first time down in the you know, in the, in the bunker. You weren't dazzled by all my awards? I was. That's why I wanted to bring it up, you know, because I... There's still more in the boxes that are sitting on the stairs. I got sunglasses on because the reflection off the trophies is just shining. National duct tape duck champion. I've actually made uh, I'm a, I'm a world-renowned duck maker of duct tape. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I perform at children's parties. Got a bunch of talents. And I just so. got a uh, notification that we have won podcast of the year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that your poll? <laughs> According to Chris Hurst. <laughs> there is one vote. Another trophy coming up. Yep, exactly, exactly. Another trophy to uh, add right over there. But, um, you know, just another thing for 911 is if you do call, turn your outside lights on. Make sure your house is numbered. Um, people have long driveways. Put numbers every place. Mm-hmm. You know, just think, if you can't see it when you're driving from the road, how is somebody going to find you? Yeah, the, the biggest thing, too, is number your mailbox, like yes. in reflective numbering. I, I on understand, both sides, not yeah, just one. I understand that, you you know, you pay a lot of money for that, that really nice Gucci mailbox. But you know what? Can you put a price tag on your life? Uh, but you know what? No. When Matt comes by and oh, just... God, <laughs> have, we'll have Matt on soon. Matt, I think, honestly, I think his truck looks like... Is like this a snowplow those... story? Yeah. yeah. He, like he's, I think his truck looks like one of those P-38 Mustangs from World War II where he just stamps a mailbox on the fender and how many he's hit. Because his Snapchats during, during storms are phenomenal. <laughs> I honestly, I wish I could save them and make a compilation out of them. Maybe like call like Shutterfly and make like a flip book. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's epic. It's really good stuff. So, so with the exception of having a crazy snowplow driver, which honestly your mailboxes should be in compliance with the Postmaster General and at a certain amount of feet off the road and stuff. But, yeah. but no, it definitely um, put your you know reflective numbers on your mailbox. Make your house visible from the road. Um, and and that's that's also that's a crime deterrent because if your house is invisible from the road, you are a prime burglary spot. Agree. So. Not just that. The the one general announcement I'd like to say is, if you can get certified in CPR, first aid, 
Sure, do it. There's, I think the Y offers it for free. I was going to say, right? there's Don't multiple they? places that offer it for free or very low cost um, for you to go out and do it. And it doesn't take that long. If you fire us off an email at podcast.hittenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com, I will give you a list of where you can go and get certified for uh, CPI. There's tons for of places. And, you know, I mean, there's... Well, I mean, they could probably Google it themselves, but... <laughs> they could. They <laughs> could. Do the you got to remember, you. people don't want to... People want you to do them things, to yeah, do no, things no, for I them, know. so, you know, there you go. I know. So. It's a you benefit know. of listening to this great podcast. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe someday that that will be one of the programs that we offer. Maybe. CPR and first aid for your home. See if we get some feedback on it. I think, yeah. Why not? I'm pretty sure we have a firefighter or two that we know that could actually uh, do that for us. Yeah, that that's an instructor. Huh. Um, you know, it's a quick... Wait, don't we have some educational nursing woman on our staff? We do. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the head of nursing education for Lowell General Hospital is yeah. on our board, Don Chandonet, whose husband actually happens to be one of our big sponsors. Really nice family. Would that be Sh- Mark Chandonet, plumbing, plumming and heating? Not a Drake at Massachusetts. There we go. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Ding, 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 ding. See? We have we a need the bell. We need that we bell. We need the bell. I want to get, oh, we should use a cowbell. I have cowbells. We always need more cowbells. Yeah, always need more cowbells. Is that so. the uh, one? Wait, isn't the cowbell the uh, cow tipping award? That is a no, cowbell. No, no, no. I actually have the cowbell award over there. It's for the. Uh, I actually played in the God of the Vita, the 14 minute live version on a cowbell. And I actually. And you know what? Half the audience has no idea what I'm even talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did a Machine Gun Kelly song on cowbell and I got an award for it. I think maybe that might help. Outstanding. So. Outstanding. Put that in the Google machine. Yeah, put that in the Google machine. Jay, you have any other questions for us? Uh, I, I think that this has been really informative, even for me. Um, you know, coming someone that I've known both of you, and I, I know the great work that that Hidden Battles does. Uh, I think you guys have helped me um, just be more informed, and uh, I hope to be back here with you guys. I had a great time. Anyone that has questions, concerns, comments, I would love to hear it. I know you guys all here would love to hear it, but I. I hope everyone has a great, you know, Thursday, great week, and I look forward to, you know, reaching out to everyone here uh, again next week or the week after. Jay, you want to give your email address in case you anybody has any social media questions? Yeah, or, sure, absolutely. No? It's Jay, like the letter J, green like the color, G-R-E-E-N, 588 at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me an email with anything that you might need, concerns, questions, consulting, uh, how your day's going. I'd be happy to help. Oh, I just I thought I heard somebody knock. And thank you for the yeah. opportunity to be here with you. Yeah, two absolutely. fabulous well, gentlemen. Thank you for De- coming. Yeah, we'll definitely thank have you, you back. Again. I appreciate it. I loved it. Oh, or, what do we always ask? What's the best place you've ever been? The best place I've ever been vacation or yeah, in whatever. general? Yeah, uh, I mean, besides the Super Bowl of a month, oh, of, a month oh, ago, oh, ten rows oh from the God. field. Hey, who was the the quarterback that won that? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh my God! Oh, you <laughs> mean number twelve? Yeah, number twelve, Tom Brady. Uh, so I would say probably the Super Bowl, but my favorite destination, as a lot of people know that know me, is Aruba. I've been fortunate enough to go with my family every year. We have a place right on the beach. Hold on, hold on. Oh, and why was I? I was going to say, Scott, I, were you invited? No, I was never I, invited. I, I, you know I what? I haven't booked my ticket for this no, year. Tom, so. but we invite him to the battle bunker, right? We have a big uh-huh. villa. Oh my God! How big villa? You have room for one hairy, out of shape dude. Sleeps eight. Sleeps eight. There's a porch, though, right? There's a balcony as well. There's pictures on my Facebook. Maybe we can do something here. Give a raffle someday. Something fun. Oh, Uh, what the? That's my happy place. Dude, I I love raffles. I I love raffles. Anything that we can honestly give, um, you know, to our uh, our, uh, demographic. We just got a raffle the other day. It's a shot glass that has a bullet in it. Oh, Ben Shot. I ben, shot. ben Shot. And yeah. if you go to BenShot.com, you can use their uh, promo code. I believe it's BenShot25. Yes. Is the code, and you get 25% off your order. Yep. Love it. Love it. I'm going to check that out. Yep. And we're uh, actually we'll we're, we're in cahoots with uh, working on some prog- uh, product with them. So 
And then, oh, my God, and you probably haven't even heard this yet. So we are approached by a scotch company, uh, New Scotch LLC out of New York, and in 2021, they're going to put out a single barrel with our name on it. Amazing. Yes. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I can't wait. We'll have to put pictures up. So, you know, that's just uh, for this one. And so when we come back next, I don't know, in the next two weeks or something. I'll play taps for you not being here. We'll also have an extra... An extra seven, eight, ten minutes of sunshine. We're getting yeah, close to. No. We're in spring. We're getting no. close to summer. The days are getting longer. Everyone's happy, you know. So you know, we don't know who we're gonna have on as a guest next, or what we're gonna talk about. We kind of just uh, we throw things back and forth. And if there's something you want us to talk about, shoot us an email: podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com. Shoot us a you know Facebook message. Um, we also have two books in the battle bunker oh yeah and one of which is called fight or flight it's by dr andy young he's a hostage negotiator um and he talks about you know crises and everything else out there it is autographed by him um so if anyone's interested in that book or the book city of death which scott if you want to pitch that one uh that's by a, a former navy seal now a humanitarian fighter i'm I always butcher his name emphrams matos uh if you google him emphrams uh, am i saying that right yeah top yeah so emphrams actually if you google him this guy's a rock star he actually got shot twice rescuing a child um during a gunfight and uh if you look at the cover of the book it's actually him carrying the child um but Emphrams is on, if you YouTube him and, and Google his name, you're going to see it. It says Navy SEALs get shot while saving a child. But this guy is a humble dude. Uh, the book is not a, a war book. It's actually about um, him uh, and his struggles with post-traumatic stress, how he dealt with it, how he dealt with combat, what he helped with uh, dealing with hating the enemy and understanding his enemy and uh, why he does what he does now. I mean, this guy goes around the world uh, under no government, and he just brings the fight to the Taliban. That's what this guy does. And... You know, it's a it's a, a great book. It's actually written by the same guy, well, co-authored by the same guy who did the American Sniper book. Um, so, uh, check it out. So, fire us off an email, uh, podcast.hiddenbells. You know what? We've said it a zillion times. This we're so easy to get a hold of. Get a hold of us if you want it. Uh, we'll get one for you. Get it out to you. And you know, it uh, will cost you nothing. No, we nothing. will ship it we'll to ship you. It. Yep. And uh, all we ask is, once you're done, pass it off to somebody else. Yeah, don't let it sit on your bookshelf. Give it, put it in the hands of somebody that can use it, because you're going to learn lessons from it. It's going to help you cope with some stuff. And when you're done, you'll you'll know that guy that needs it. All right. Agree. And my last message is, hey, be positive. Be thankful for the things that you have, and not the social media things that you think you don't have, because it's not that important. What's important is being happy each day and and have a positive attitude. And don't be upset if your dog has more likes than you do on Snapchat. That's fine. Trust me. It, 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 life goes on. Everybody loves dogs. Yeah. So we'll end it once more time. We'll end it with the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Uh, it's 1-800-273-TALKS. It's 1-800-273-8255. For veterans, press 1. Uh, or you can press uh, text TALK to 741-741. Just remember that magic number, 741-741. TALK, home, blue. Uh, I, like I said, I'm going to try. Oh, I don't know if I want to try it. Because I don't want to tie up somebody, just yeah, randomly exactly. type anything in. Or like Chris always tells you, uh, dial that one for emergencies. Who knows? You might get me. You never know. You never know. But, yeah. So, well. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. <laughs>